What's up, Panthers fans? Sorry. <laughs> What's up, Panther fans? How do you like the view from up here? It's looking pretty good. Welcome back to the FLA Catnip Podcast. My name is Kevin Rodingen. I'm, of course, joined by my best bud, Jake Houston. We have a 3-0 series lead on the Toronto Maple Leafs. These days, these mornings are very lovely lately. I wake up like it's Christmas morning all the time. Haven't been in this seat in a very long time, Jake. The cats are as far as they ever have been in the playoffs in my conscious life. How are you feeling these days, Jake? I'm feeling pretty damn good, Kevin. Lots to be happy about if you're a Panthers fan right now. I'm just enjoying uh, I'm enjoying the series and I'm enjoying it to watch some meaningful uh, playoff hockey under the uh, wise leadership of our beloved Paul Maurice. Our beloved Paul Maurice. You know, I was going to save this for later, but uh, I'll bring it right up. How much how much rope does Paul Maurice get? How much time does he get away from the haters now that he's taken us this far? Do you believe Paul Maurice has time away from all of the noise? Or do you believe that that people will give it to him as soon as uh, things go south? Kevin, this question doesn't make much sense to me. I think that we've all been Paul Maurice lovers the entire time. He's got as long as a rope as he wants to take. That man could literally murder one of my family members. And I would just <laughs> love him. No, I'm, <laughs> let me just take this whole thing back. I don't want to get too. Uh, as a uh, day one Paul Maurice lover uh, and supporter, I just gonna go ahead and say to all the haters, uh, suck it. Paul Maurice is here, and he is unleashing playoff hockey on South Florida. In all seriousness, obviously, I've been very vocally critical of Paul Maurice. And I do think that there are things that need to be worked out. This isn't the dominant juggernaut of a team that we had last year, even though we are just really showing that we can grind out these victories. There are still some kinks. You know, we do need to get some things going that aren't rolling. Paul Maurice, uh, you can be very proud of what you've done these playoffs so far. Very happy as a Florida Panthers fan. You know, we have a 3-0 series lead on the Toronto Maple Leafs. We win two games in Toronto to start the series. I want to bring up the odds. I love them. Our chances of moving to the Eastern Conference finals are very good. I know the boys would never talk about that in the locker room, but out of 204 times that a series has gone 3-0, only four times in history has a team ever come back from that kind of deficit. I'll play with those odds. I'm excited. The Panthers have never made it this far in a very long time. So I'll just say it out loud. So pumped for this team. I believe they can get it done. Hopefully they get some rest too. Hopefully they can finalize it, put the dagger into the Leafs, make it a sweep, let them roll around in the curse a little bit longer. That's kind of the most exciting thing about this is like, not only have we played incredible hockey, but this Toronto Maple Leafs fan base now has to deal with potentially never winning a second round game <laughs> in again 19 years so that's all good fun listen i don't wish a curse on any team lord knows the florida panthers fans have suffered long enough with a team that hasn't been able to make it out of the first round since 96 you know there has been a lot of uh, stuff thrown around obviously as florida panthers fans we don't have many people on our sides in the media every time there's a round prediction you know especially against the bruins there was you know, there wasn't any surprise in that, that every pretty much unanimously everyone picked the Bruins to beat the Panthers. But even going in the second round, the Panthers, I think, you know, I saw a list of uh, reporters that had given their lines for the series. And there was like one or two that said yes to the Panthers winning. And both of them, I think, were like in six and in seven. And here we are on the precipice of uh, going into game four. Uh, up 3-0. I feel for those uh, Leafs fans because it is uh, it is seems cruel to get out of that first round just to be down 3-0 in this hole. 
But that being said, uh, this Panthers team does feel like the team of destiny right now. It really does. Their confidence is through the roof. Of course, after taking down the big, bad Boston Bruins, this team is soaring. In the first two games of this series, the Panthers kind of got outplayed. And we still managed to win those games. So the things are going our way. It's something that hasn't happened all season. It's nice to see us finally getting rewarded. In this last game, in game three, we definitely outplayed them, though. And that was really good to see us finally kind of uh, sticking it to them, especially at the right time. Let's jump into this game three. Austin Matthews, John Tavares, Mitch Marner, the best guys on the Toronto Maple Leafs. They can't find the back of the net throughout this series and in game three. And that is a big kudos to our defensive play. We are really sticking it to those guns. They played fantastic, those guys, in the Tampa Bay Lightning series. So it's not like they've been uh, on a drought here in the playoffs. We've just found a different way of sustaining them. Jake, what do you think of how we've played against those guys particularly? That was a different game if Austin Matthews sniped that one and didn't hit that post. The team looked good and aggressive to start. They hit two quick two-on-ones, one of which they were able to convert. But if, if Austin Matthews can find that score sheet and all of a sudden he's humming a little bit, Man, the Panthers could have been in a little bit of trouble there to start off. Not that we weren't in trouble game two when they scored two quick ones to start the first period. Uh, yeah, they the Leafs need more out of those players. That's a you know a forty million dollar core, and it's really really disheartening for Leafs fans because you can't build a team much better. It's it's pretty damn hard to get one player of that caliber, let alone two to four of them. Austin Matthews, uh, best goal scorer in the league. Mitch Marner, just a, a Selkie candidate candidate this year on top of being a 90 plus point presence. Uh, Nylander's really stepped up. And of course, John Tavares is the captain. Panthers fans know all too well about what John Tavares can do to you in the playoffs, having eliminated us when he was with the Islanders. That being said, big overhaul coming for Toronto if, uh, if we finish this series out, because I don't know how... Kyle Dubas or whoever a future GM might be can look at this core and say, oh, yeah, let's run this back because uh, maybe we should just bash our heads against the wall again and see if Mitch Marner can produce at all in the playoffs. So tough go around for them. Um, but obviously the Panthers, just a brutal team to play when your superstars aren't clicking because we are just forechecking like dogs. I, I heard on Spin Chicklets they said hyenas with rabies, and that's what the <laughs> Panthers are. It's pretty amazing. And it, I thought at the beginning of that game three that the the Leafs had figured it out our forecheck. They just seemed to have stretched out their offense in a way that was really impactful. And they had two really quick odd man rushes to start that game. And I said, uh-oh, they figured it out. They went to the game board and they they came up with a new plan. But then Paul Maurice adjusted and all of a sudden Panthers are playing good defensive hockey again. And we stayed with it. We survived the wave, as a lot of the ESPN commentators have been saying. The Panthers are very good at that in this playoffs. It seems like other teams will put it all on and uh, we'll survive the wave. You know, maybe one goal will go in. Nothing that's, you know, going to blow out the game. And uh, And then sure enough, when we get our opportunities, we seem to be putting them in. And speaking of opportunities, Anthony Duclair, he gets two really big breakaways. He puts in one of them, and it's good to see that guy back in the breakaway. That's his game, Mr. Hot Wheels riding around on the left wing, coming in, and he's back. And it's good to see him finally moving his feet and, and looking like the old Anthony Duclair. Please, please, please. Mr. Hot Wheels was his father. You can just call him Anthony Hot Wheels. <laughs> uh, no, an excellent uh, goal from the Duke. We needed him back. Uh, I was watching the game with a friend of mine who's not a big Panthers fan, but has jumped on the bandwagon. And I was explaining to him, no, no, they're not booing him. He's Duke. 
So awesome to see him. Uh, part of me thinks that it was might be a little bit of that combination of, you know, some excitement and some uh, energy given to him by his big brother, Yadonis Haslam in the arena. Those guys have cultivated a really great friendship. It seems I see them always on each other's Instagram and UD is always repping with the Duclair Panthers Jersey. Uh, of course he was in the house to uh, set off sort of the beginning of the game. He was slamming on the drums as Panthers chant fans cheered really cool to see an OG legend of a Miami, you know, sports team come out, show out for the Florida Panthers. And especially for a special player like Anthony Duclair, awesome to see him on the board. You hope he would bury that other one as well, but we'll take it. And I believe he got the game puck after the game. Uh, in the locker room. So just an awesome thing to see him get going. So important. You know, it's those depth guys that are really going to turn a playoff series around. And so kudos to him. You know, unfortunately for Toronto, their goalie gets injured. Samsonov has a major injury. Um, we don't know if he'll come back for the next game, but it doesn't look very likely. The Toronto Maple Leafs have to put in their backup, Justin Hall, who plays a decent game after that. But I'm, I'm sorry, I am I am cutting you off because you said Justin Hall who is a defenseman for the Toronto, uh, Toronto Maple Leafs. Joseph Wall Joseph is the goalie Wall. that came in. And the way you can differentiate those are that the Wall is a good goalie last name to have. Uh, Joseph Wall, Justin Hall. No, you're totally right. Let me take that back. Yeah, no, I like I like keeping that in. As oh, you like that keeping that in? <laughs> yeah, we're going to keep that in. We're also going to keep this exchange in. Kevin, you messed up. Continue. I messed up big time. So uh, Joseph Wall takes the net for the Toronto Maple Leafs anyway. And, um, you know, he plays decent, but he's only played like 11 regular season games in his whole career. And they were good. But, you know, now that he's in, uh, definitely a lot less certainty for the Leafs. Apparently, Matt Murray is up to health and he could play in the next game as well. And of course, he's got a great, you know, playoff resume, but also hasn't played yet in this playoff. So either way, it doesn't look so good for the Leafs in the goaltending department. Um, I had a lot of people text me during the game saying, oh, oh you know, the Panthers are down a goal. And I said, I'm not too worried. I have a lot of faith in these cats. And I also see that they don't have their starting goaltender in net anymore. So let's see how that pans out. And sure enough, we pepper him and and a couple good ones go in. So, well, to be fair, I would like to say he put up a pretty good showing for his first playoff game with the Leafs. Put up a good showing. Not much you're going to do on a one-on-one -on -one breakaway cold right off the bat. I think it was only the... First or second shot he faced, Anthony Duclair speeding in, just absolutely, you know, takes him out of his jock and puts it in. Not on him. Second one, a, a crazy deflection off Carter Verhage. Uh, you know, goalies are going to let those in most of the time. And, of course, the Reinhardt one, maybe a little bit more on him. It's hard to let in a wraparound, especially in OT. Uh, you know, Panthers fans will have a, a little bit of um, PTSD from a wraparound that we had last year was that i think you're thinking of the john tavares new york islanders yeah, wrap around. Maybe. all right let me take that back oh um, no no jake you don't get to take things back ha <laughs> ha <laughs> kevin so anyway you know i i think he played pretty well especially on that incredible sam bennett attempt which god i wish that went in that would have been such an epic between the legs shot not even the wrong move at that point he honestly did it so smoothly and slickly and you know, Wall was tracking him so well. I don't know how he would have slid it past. I actually liked that attempt. But no, Wall played great. And now the question turns to game four. Is Ilya Simsonov going to be healthy to play? Do we put they put Matt Murray in? Or are they going to ride with Joseph Wall? Either way, it'll be interesting to say. 
And of course, our sweet Rhino, he plays Hero, and it's so well-deserved. This guy is a uh, a great player, and he's playing on our third line. In a, a lot of ways, it takes some humbleness for a guy of his caliber to play on a third line. And Paul Maurice says it over and over that uh, he never complains at all. You know, He understands that his role on that line is very significant, and he puts his head down, and he plays hard, and he gets rewarded. And that line is buzzing as well. And I like the spread that Paul Maurice has on these lines. And so for him to put it in there on the third line with Lundell is just icing on the cake for me. He pots his fifth goal of the playoffs, tying him with Matthew Kachuk for the second place on the Florida Panthers. First place, of course, Brandon Montour, who has yet to get going uh, really in this series, but still playing very solidly. But you like to see that spread of Kachuk, Reinhardt, Montour, everyone contributing. Turning to Matthew Kachuk, been great this series, especially in game one. He had those three assists, but a little quieter than the first round. Uh, it's absolutely not even a concern. It's not something I'm bringing up because this it's so evened out among all our players. Sam Bennett is looking incredible and is the definitely the main talking point, especially among Leafs fans this series. Uh, Alexander Barkov, I want to bring him up in game three. Looked fantastic. He didn't have it show up on the scoreboard, but he just looked like the dad out there saying, uh-uh, let's reset. We're going to reset in the neutral zone, picking pockets, absolutely controlling the puck, making smart plays. You like to see that? I'll take it all day long. I don't need Barkov on the score sheet as long as he looks like he is exerting his will in the game, and he looked like that more than he has his whole playoffs in game three. No doubt. I'm so happy with Barkov's play right now. He's really leading by example and playing an incredible defensive game as well. And then, of course, we got to bring up Playoff Bob. Playoff Bob is on his game right now. Uh, I've been enjoying watching him soar to this level so much. And, uh, you know, we've been waiting for this for a really long time. And, of course, we've been paying him absurd money for a very long time. And so this brings me to the question, Jake. Is all of this worth it now? Is all of this $10 million a year contract, is it worth it now that we're finally seeing what we've, what we've wanted in playoff, Bob? Yeah, we won't be able to answer that until uh, the playoffs are over. For now, I'm happy he's playing elite. He had a down by his standards night on game three, only putting up a 917 save percentage, which is something we would have taken all year happily and twice on Sundays to give you a little randyism. No, I uh, I think he is, he's been awesome. He's been lights out every night. It's expected to see him doing that. And going back to what you mentioned about that break we're going to have, you know, A, between games two and three, now between games three and four, and hopefully Hopefully, God willing, we're able to win game four and have a bigger break. I've been hearing a lot of talk about Sergei Bobrovsky and what that recovery time means to him. You know, he's a smaller, limber, slighter guy. He keeps a, a low body weight. And I've read and heard on different various podcasts and media outlets that he's one of those guys that his preparation means everything to him. It's it's all about the recovery. It's all about putting the right fluids in his body. So having that chance to recover for you know two, three days in between games and then especially between rounds means everything to that guy. So I'd be very happy with that. And that's sort of what I'm thinking about. Exactly. This recovery time will mean the most to him. So I hope they can get it done in this uh, next game so that he can have an ample amount of time. And if it's good for everyone, uh, there, of course, in the playoffs, a lot of players are playing with injuries. They don't mention it, uh, you know, until maybe the series is over or they're not in the playoffs anymore. It, it's great for all these guys to take a little bit beat to uh, 
to recover. And I know a lot of people are talking about momentum and they say, oh no, it's not good for momentum. Well, losing a couple games to the Leafs is not good for momentum either. So I think it'll be good for us no matter what to try and get this done at home and then take a little break so these guys can recover. Agreed hundred percent. I want to, I want to close this out in four and, uh, and I want to recover a bit and, and then go fresh into the next round. And then one player I want to bring up as well is Sam Bennett. You know, he's been playing villain throughout this series. Um, I think everybody in Toronto um, <laughs> has a strong opinion about this guy, but I've also heard a lot of people on uh, Leafs fans saying, God, I wish this guy was on our team because he is a playoff animal. He obviously, you know, gets caught a few times with some um, tough plays in the, in the game two. You know, he cross checks Michael Bunting to the face in front of the net. He gets a maximum fine for that. No games uh, suspended. And then of course he takes down Matthew Nyes and that's why the Toronto fan base goes crazy. And Matthew Nyes will not come back in this series. He's a young man. I feel bad for him. Uh, he was definitely meant more to this team than most college players would coming up. But Sam Bennett is in the heads of the Toronto Maple Leafs, and I expected them to retaliate big time in game three. But I didn't really see it that much. In fact, Florida does not take one penalty in game three. That was unbelievable. That might have been the first time all year we never took a penalty. And, uh, and it came at a crucial time because we do not like the Toronto Maple Leafs power play. I like how you bring up that he was public enemy number one to the Maple Leafs fans. He was a uh, least favorite Panther to the Maple Leafs fans. They hated him. The Maple Leafs fans did. You know what you didn't say? The players hated him. The public enemy number one of the players. They should have honestly put Wayne Simmons in the lineup for game three and drop gloves off the faceoff. They needed to set a tone, and they didn't. They basically said Sam Bennett can get away with whatever he wants. Now, when it comes to the Matthew Nyes issue, I think the quote-unquote slam might have been blown a little out of proportion. You watch, you see him get tangled up, you see his legs, he's on skates. Um, it's not good. It, it's not, you know, it's not a great play. I think the little hit before was worse, and that cross check in front of the net uh, with bunting was uh, was not great. Of course, bunting himself being a bit of a dirty player. Either way, I'm happy he escaped with just that fine. I think we all know with Sam Bennett, we're we're massive fans of him here in Florida. We think that he is an uh, awesome elite player. He's a playoff gamer. He needs to watch it with what he's doing. We had him suspended for that series versus the Lightning in round one two years ago um, because he was a bit of a hothead. We we appreciate that hotheadedness, Sam, but you are so much more valuable to us on the ice than getting suspended. So like to see him clean it up. Obviously, in game three, he didn't do too much. Um, and you brought up the penalties. Uh, I saw a stat beforehand. You know, the referee was Wes McCauley going into the game. They said Wes McCauley is the ref that calls the fewest penalties in the league. So I was pretty happy when I saw that because we do not want to see that Toronto power play. Of course, Panthers got a power play. But either way, I'm good with it. That being said, I do think the Panthers played a cleaner game. And any Leafs fan that wants to complain that the refs influenced the game – this isn't the game to complain about it. Game three was cleaner than game one and two. There was no egregious non-calls. And uh, and I think the uh, game was better for it because the Panthers just beat them on merit. Yeah. In fact, uh, there were a couple of times uh, right at the end of the third period that I thought the Panthers could have gone up on the power play, but there was no call there either. So yeah, the refs really stayed out of this game. And uh, it really worked out. It turned out to be a really good hockey game for it. I, I, I appreciate the no calls and letting the guys play a little bit more, um, especially if everybody can stay safe. So one thing I'm loving and I'm realizing is, uh, you know, this team, of course, when they're being interviewed after the games, they're staying incredibly humble. 
And that is the right attitude to keep moving on in the playoffs. You know, every time they ask him, oh, you guys, you're, you're one game away from the next round. And hey, hey, whoa, 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 one game at a time. We're just thinking about this moment right now, this shift right now. They're saying all the right things. And it brings me back to last year when, of course, the Panthers win the first round and they hadn't done that since 1996. And, uh, you know, it felt like we just kind of pooped out after that. And of course, we get swept by the Tampa Bay Lightning. Now, the Leafs seem to be in a very similar position, just like they won their first round since 19 years ago. And now they're on the verge of being swept by the Florida Panthers. I'm thinking about how valuable that experience was last year, you know, to go up against the Lightning and get crushed and now be in this seat and be like, guys, we are not taking our foot off the gas. So what? We won a playoff round. Let's keep moving. Let's try and win every single game. We do not let teams back into this thing. And so I love that mentality. And I do think all of that is thanks to how much we learned last year. Jake, what do you think about that? Oh, absolutely. I think it was invaluable to get swept last year. Now, uh, it hurt at the time, obviously. This is a team that knows that they were humbled uh, coming off a president's trophy and and getting swept by the lightning. They're coming into this you know, playoffs with wide eyes. They were the underdog. We took out an even better President's Trophy winner than the Panthers were last year. I'm feeling good. I'm feeling happy about the team's mindset. I think there were concerns that Matthew Kachuk needed to obviously step up going into the playoffs. He absolutely knocked those concerns out of the park in round one. And, and those are concerns, of course, coming from his round two performances last year with the Flames. So glad to see him absolutely, you know, just stepping up big. And I think this team has what it takes to go all the way. I do too. And and I think a lot of people are starting to believe it. I'd be very excited to see, you know, what all these ESPN commentators would take us in the next round, because I don't know how many more people could doubt us. You know, I mean, we are we're coming at the world with a freight train right now. So it's really good to be a Florida Panther fan right now. Everything's finally clicking. And I sit back in my chair and relax thinking, you know, almost all of these guys are signed next year as well. Um, and that's really cool. You know, we we are going far with this group. They're all learning together. And, and it's an experience that, um, you know, will continue, I hope, as a Florida Panther fan for some years to come. Absolutely. Moving over to something that has taken over a bit of the uh, viral internet sensation since the Panthers won game three. Florida Panthers fans seen chanting, we want Florida after the game. This, of course, a play on the Maple Leafs fans chanting, we want Florida uh, in round one. Kevin, I personally think that this is just a bit of fun. Uh, I think I've seen too many Toronto Maple Leafs fans on Twitter and on Reddit, oh, well, you know, we also traded, we want Boston. It's just, it, you know, it's just, I know guys, like it's just a little bit of fun on our end too. We're not mocking you. It is just some playoff good faith making fun of, you know, oh, fun. it was built bulletin board material, Jake. I loved Absolutely. it. I loved hearing that. It just got me fired up for the series. I think it's a war cry now. It's something we can all rally behind. I think all of this is uh, is really just turned into an epic story for the Cats. You know, this uh, we want Florida chanting in the background of game three at the end was certainly a uh, triumph. Going into game four on Wednesday, uh, Kevin, what I think we need to see is another Bob masterclass. I think we need to get our guys going again. Um, you know, I think... We need to see some of those uh, those lead dogs, so to speak, step up. I want to see some bark off plays. I want to see a Chuck goal. 
Um, Sam Reinhart just being as smart and that whole line, the Lundell line, just continuing to be an absolute problem for teams who think they're going to face a regular third line, but are instead facing, by all accounts, what could be a second line on most teams. I think uh, Carter Verhage's got some heroics left in him. I think Anthony Duclair just getting started, and I think Brandon Montour wants a couple more goals. That's not even going to speak about Aaron Ekblad and how great he's played during the playoffs. I think we're going to have a great game. I'm excited for it. I can't wait for Wednesday. And I'd like to see the Florida Panthers try and score first. Of course, everybody's always trying to score first, but I think that'll be very uh, crucial to that victory. I think the Leafs will, uh, they're not going to let us come back in too many more games. I'd like to see the Panthers score first, get the crowd really into it, get in the heads of the Leafs, let them feel that pressure, and then see how the game goes from there. A little bit more news just outside of the playoffs. The Florida Panthers signed Mackie Samuskevich to his entry-level deal. He was a special player at Michigan, probably the second best player they had outside of Adam Fantilli, who is eligible to go in this year's draft this year. Kevin, what do you think we're going to see out of Mackie Samuskevich uh, next year? you think he's going to get a look coming out of training camp? I think he's going to get a look. I mean, we do have some incredible depth on the team. Um, it'll be challenging to crack onto this roster. And I also think Bill Zito isn't done adding a few pieces this summer. So um, I think it'll be challenging for him to get a spot, but I do think he gets a couple looks. Uh, he's still young, uh, but he's super talented. And uh, yeah, he, you know, he he's a passer. He's really good uh, on the assist game, and so I'd like to see um, see that crack the lineup for sure. I think it would be pretty cool to get him some games on the third line to start next season. Had a really great, great season, as mentioned, and uh, you know, unfortunately, it's probably going to be the last first-round pick the Panthers have for quite a while. So we haven't had that much with the dra- much luck with the drafting outside of some of our key pieces. Uh, you're going to want to see him hit a little bit harder than Henrik Borgstrom, Gregory Denisenko, guys like that. We definitely need to see something out of him because it is going to be a little dismal in terms of the prospect covered for a little bit of time to come. The pipeline is definitely getting thinner and thinner, but uh, sometimes that's the cost of uh, of these deep playoff rounds. Uh, so hopefully I'd, I'd, I'd take it any day um, knowing we're getting closer and closer to to something special. Well, that does it for this episode of the FLA Catnip Podcast. Enjoy the next game, game four at home in South Florida. It should be buzzing in there as it has been all playoff long. Let's go Cats. Let's go Cats, baby. <laughs>